0: blockchaintalkhub.com, thank you, stay tuned. Hello everybody in the crypto world, welcome to yet another installment of Blockchain Talk Hard in collaboration with Digital Assets Africa. My name is Kaim Maloney, and I'll be your host today. I am a crypto enthusiast and fintech business developer, also founder of Digital Assets Africa. Now Digital Assets Africa is a turnkey blockchain growth promoter and business facilitator for companies seeking to expand their products and services across Africa and we're in partnership with the founders of this great platform, Blockchain Talk Hard. Uh, Mr. Emeka, Mr. Emeka could you please tell us why you conceptualize this great platform in a brief 15 second intro. Thank you. Thank you you for the introduction. Uh, The concept of Blockchain Talk Hard is having uh a show where we talk about the realistic uh the realistic vision of all blockchain projects we can bring upon this platform to share with the community what their real vision is because we see some diverting competition maybe because of lots of um, speculation around daqui and all that so we really want to know what the initial vision and what the the plan for the future looks like for this blockchain project so that's why we initiated the blockchain podcast thank you Fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for that intro. Uh, I hope you guys got that and understood. We're here for the hard-hitting questions, questions that people might not know, things that you might not be able to Google. And that's why we've created this great platform. Now, on today's show, we're joined by the CTO and Tech Lead of Beam, Mr. Alex Romanov. Did I say that right?
1: Yes, absolutely
0: and yes and his uh, colleague and business partner Mr. Abona Iguemo. Did I say that right?
2: <laughs> <All> right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, now uh, by definition on the website, uh, Beam is a confidential and scalable cryptocurrency based on Mimblewimble protocol. Now uh, Alex, I'm directing this question to you. Uh, that's a bit of a mouthful. Uh, can you explain can explain what that is for us and give us maybe a little history on Beam and how it was started.
1: Yeah. So uh, hi everyone. Thank you very much for having me here. Uh, Beam project started in March 2018. Uh, it's a little bit over two and a half years ago. And uh, the MimbleWimble uh, protocol is something very interesting because it's. Um, a paper that was published anonymously, very similar to the Bitcoin original paper that was also anonymous, but uh, probably not the same guy. And uh, it was published in, uh, I think it was July uh, 2016, I believe. And um, it uh, immediately uh, attracted a lot of attention because basically it was a very short paper, just four pages, and it described a very interesting approach to create a privacy, confidential cryptocurrency. And um, in usually in most cases, like you have Bitcoin and everything is transparent, all the transactions are reported on the blockchain, the amounts, the addresses, everything is there. And most other cryptocurrencies solve this problem by encrypting this data and this encryption kind of brought more data onto the blockchain. So the blockchain became even heavier for the same amount of transactions uh, than the Bitcoin. However, in Wimble Wimble, the author, which is still anonymous, and he's only known, or she is only known by the pseudonym, which is uh, Tom Alves Jedusor, which is like a Harry Potter reference. And Wimble Wimble is actually a spell from Harry Potter, which uh, makes you stop yeah. telling secrets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything yeah. is very Harry Pottery there. And uh, uh, the idea was is that instead of taking uh, each uh, UTXO and storing all the transactions on the chain they created a new structure for the UTXO, basically the coin which appears on the blockchain. And it allows you to take all the intermediate transactions. So for example, if I send some money to you and you send it to Agbona, we can then remove the intermediate transaction and we're only interested that the money came from me originally and now Agbona has it. So we can remove a lot of data this way. And a new node, which comes to the system, doesn't need to download the entire transaction history. It only needs to download the headers of the blocks, where the coins are born uh, every minute in our case. And the current state, which is a lot less information that you would need to download if you needed to get all the transactions. So that was the idea of Mimble Wimble. And this way, basically, you have both confidentiality and scalability, where scalability means the size of the blockchain is smaller. Why is it important? Like why do we care about the size of the blockchain? Because the less information you need to process and download, the more it is likely that you will run a full node. And it's more likely to, you will get more nodes on the system and this improves decentralization. Decentralization is very important for a blockchain project. So this is where we started. And very quickly, like after about nine and a half months, we were able to launch uh, our uh, mainnet. It was january january 3rd 2019 which was a 10-year anniversary of the first genesis block of bitcoin very important date. and uh, uh the reason we were able to do this quickly is because we have an excellent team and we will talk about that more i believe um so that's where it started and then yeah
0: <laughs> i'm saying now you have a big team a huge team yeah excellent. we have uh
1: yeah, we have we have very very strong uh, guys there most of them are either my friends or I've worked with them before so I know them. Uh, they didn't come you know through a recruiting agency I work with these people mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. uh, they're actually like uh, distributed uh, in many different countries uh, Belarus, Ukraine, Thailand uh, Germany so we, we were kind of distributed this way. So yeah, and and then we started, uh, we launched and we started adding more features. And uh, there there were two things that were always focused on. One is that uh, we really wanted to make our products uh, easy to use because one of the problems in blockchain space is that some projects are notoriously difficult to use. All of the concepts are new. You are responsible for your funds. You need to remember all those words. You should not make a mistake because there is no going back. If you make a mistake Mm -hmm, in the mm -hmm. transaction, that's on you, nobody can help you. So it's very important for the UI of your wallet to be as, you know, protective, as simple to understand, so you will not make these mistakes. So this is one of our main focuses. And the other one, of course, is privacy. Because when we are uh, a confidential cryptocurrency, we really wanted to provide uh, best possible confidentiality. However, we also took care of the reporting and auditing part so we made it uh, what we call opt-in auditability which means that if you're a business and you want to publish and print reports and show them to the tax authorities or uh, external auditor you can do that as well so it's basically a combination of confidentiality by default we do not have open transactions there is no such thing every transaction is confidential however if you want to disclose some information and what it means is not just you print it out you can prove you have proofs inside the wallet that show that this specific block contained your transaction. It was mined, and all the details of the transaction. You can cryptographically prove that, so it will be good enough for anyone who would like to audit your wallet, if you wish.
0: Hmm, perfect. Thank you for that explanation, and I hope you guys got it at home. Um, so, so uh, I understand, Mr. Okbona is also uh, African. Uh, we are trans-African, transcontinental. Uh, at show and Mr. Abwana, would you like to maybe introduce yourself? Tell us which country you're from, and when you joined the team, what vision for Africa did you have? What what pain did you see Beam solving for Africa? Uh, all right, thank you. All
2: right, thank you, thank you very much, Mr. Maloney. Uh, my name is I'm the team lead for um, Beam Africa, and uh, I'm an Nigerian. I asked my nationalities, I'm a Nigerian, so I joined. Uh, <coughs> I joined Beam as an ambassador, so I joined um, quite early on, that was like towards the end of 2018, and uh, I joined as the ambassador for Lagos, Nigeria, so basically then I was just passionate about the project because I came across Beam on a platform called It. so It was more or less like a blogging platform, for based and yeah, the blockchain, yeah, yeah. so it was, quite, it was quite interesting because uh, I read about, I read the white paper, I read about the Mimbu book, and that was the period, because I watched Harry Potter pretty pretty late on. So that was watching the project I watched. And then I discovered this um, blockchain project that actually has some nice um, bits about the uh, reporter. <clears throat> like, as part of the, the keywords, um, the, the Mimbo-Wubu protocol, the, the person I wrote the, the paper about the Mimbu protocol and everything. So it was quite fascinating for me. So I reached out to the team. I was like, okay, I'd like to be an ambassador for Lagos, Nigeria. And I was referred to the Thailand, which was the evangelist at the time. And then he linked me up with Benny, and then that's how I became an ambassador for Lagos um, Nigeria. So um, earlier on, I knew like ever since I like um, since I was in university, I've not been a big fan of Facebook because of the, uh, some some um, privacy issues associated with uh, the platform. So I I don't have, I have a Facebook account. I've not used it in ages because I know like once I always see to people is that uh, Facebook has enough data to be able to pinpoint every place you spent the night for the past five, ten 10 years of your life. So they have a lot yeah. of data about you, and this, this is something that centralizes that power where you can do whatever they want to do with it, and it may not be in your best interest. So I've never, I've always been privacy um, conscious about the asset download, uh, where sites I go to, and using the kind of browsers I know that can protect my privacy. So me seeing a crypto project that embodies all of that, was so kind of like appealing, right? And then also for Africa, we have one problem with financial sovereignty. You'd be surprised that some African countries, you're an African myself, so some countries to use the CFP franc, like uh, this is a, a currency controlled by the French government, right? And um, countries like um, Cote d'Ivoire, uh, Ecuador, Guinea, they're like close to 15 African countries that actually use a currency controlled by that government. And this is like a post colonial. Tool, I'll say. So I and one of the things that BIM is trying to do is be actually a, a, a good store of value and um, something that's complete because money, by in its very sense, is private. Like fiat money is private. If I give you a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars to some some extent, it's peer to peer. It's being it's between you and I. So if you can have like um, I'm coming to Bitcoin now, but I'm talking about the um, the fact that some centralized countries actually control currents of other countries like being um, like African countries so that's one thing, thing I'm uh, concerned about and then also there's this concern about um, African censorship so there's a limit to what you can do on the global front as an African so that some platforms you can't receive money from like paper as an Nigerian, you can't touch you can't access paper you, you can't you can send but can, there's certain limitations attached to paper you can't donate on um, GoFundMe accounts you can't um the on YouTube. There's a lot of things you're limited to, and that's because of just being just just censorship. So I saw a project that is actually privacy by default. So by you want to, you can do whatever you want to, and you don't want be censored. You want, to, for example, you want to pay for your um, for uh, VPNs, right? And then you're paying you're paying for VPNs with a credit card. It doesn't make sense. That's you're giving out too much information, and you can use you can backfire. So with paying, you can easily. Get your, for your favorite VPN service, and it's completely private, right? So it was a privacy-centric product or project that I love. and I've been with them for about a year plus now. And I've gotten offers other projects, but I was like, I love this project. I'd like to see it grow, and I'd like to see how I can contribute to the, uh, the expansion and awareness of Beam across Africa. So yes, I'm very passionate about the project, and I'd love to see how far I can take it on the African front.
0: Oh, that's fantastic brother fantastic uh now back to you mr alex uh, uh you said you mentioned that like uh privacy at the beginning you said like your privacy is optional uh you can or cannot show uh so blockchain in its in its essence the technology has been around for a very long time it's been around but the 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 reason for bitcoin i think in satoshi satoshi nakamoto's white paper was that it was it was meant to make a, a blockchain transparent, transactions transparent. So th- though block uh, though blockchain was built and enabled enabled transparency, why do you think we need privacy?
1: If, yeah. So
0: the, yeah.
1: First of all, uh, so in Beam, just to make sure, uh, all the transactions are private by default. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's important uh, important point, and the reason the reason for, for our choice to make this private by default is uh, a reason of practicality. So one of our goals from the very, very beginning was to make this technology that we develop as practical as possible to use. So when we think about businesses and when we think about private individuals, uh, uh, we think that you should be able to decide what kind of information you disclose it's up to you you can disclose everything right you can just open your all of your accounts everything you're doing to the world you can do it through facebook or twitter or any other or email or whatever but it has to be your decision the problem with bitcoin that we saw especially when we're talking about widespread adoption in business related cases is that the bitcoin does not uh, allow you this option of either disclose or not disclose. So everything is disclosed. And uh, even though initially these pseudonymous address scheme, right, you generate an address, nobody knows it's you. And at first it was considered good enough. And of course, all the transaction values are visible. So it's easy to verify that no new money was created accidentally. But on the other side, if somebody catches one of your addresses, he can then track it and see who you are communicating with and it's even if it's okay with you personally it might not be okay with somebody who is a f- communicating with you and receiving or sending money to you and it will certainly may not be okay with somebody you know else in this uh chain so this allows companies like Chainalysis or others to basically sell services whether it is and you don't really know who you're they're selling it to if it's a government maybe it's okay but maybe if it's like it's law enforcement or financial services but they can basically do it to anyone and what what even worse uh, a lot of programmers today can just write several short scripts and do the same or maybe on a less scale but basically the same type of analysis just you know from their house and we decided that we do not want this what we want is basically to have everything private and then leave this decision up to you this is what that was the motivation behind what we're doing.
0: Oh, fantastic! Uh, so now, now that Beam is one of the privacy privacy projects, uh, along with Zcash, along with uh, all the other all the all the other uh, privacy coins, Dash, etc., uh, we have the unique privacy-driven solution. How does that enable adoption, and who are the major target markets? Uh, would you yeah. would you say? Yeah.
1: So we have started uh, as a a privacy coin, and uh, during 2019, we were listed on uh, about 50 exchanges and uh, there were like 200 uh, services and stores online that received Beam, some of them uh, big VPN providers, as I want to mention. So we have uh, achieved some adoption and also, of course, we gathered a very, very strong and empathetic and supporting community. And um, this was the first, the first stage, the first step. And during this time, we have developed some pretty unique solutions. And none of them are widely used yet, but all of them are very interesting. For example, we have created Atomic Swaps, which is basically an ability to exchange Beam for Bitcoin. So I want to send you Bitcoin and you want to send me Beam without an exchange, without any third party, without any trusted in- intermediary directly and to do it in the trustless way. So we do not have to trust each other by locking the funds on two blockchains and then exchanging the secrets. This is very interesting technology that is already operational. We have a market built inside our wallet. When you download Beam wallet today, you have atomic swap marketplace. You can exchange Beam for either Bitcoin or Quantum or Litecoin today. And we're adding more currencies in the next month. And this is like one of the interesting features. Uh, another interesting feature that we have developed is direct payment channels, which work a little bit similar to the Lightning Network, you are probably familiar with, and we call it the laser beam because it's like point-to-point, instant uh, confirmation channels, which can, uh-huh. for, yeah, which can be used for micropayments or uh, very quick exchanges, and then settled eventually on chain, just like the Lightning Direct Payment channels work. And this is like two examples of, of the things that we created. This was in 2019 and uh, this kind of put us in in this very good position of uh, a confidential cryptocurrency which is very fast because it's one minute per block so 17 to 20 transactions per second and also very usable because all our wallets we have wallets for all platforms uh, mobile both android and ios and of course uh, desktop uh, mac windows and linux so we can run our wallet every, everywhere. And if you want to build services on top of our wallet, and a lot of people did, we also have APIs, of course, and everything that you need. And we also provide support for all of the above. So we do have some very cool applications like inside our Telegram uh, community channels. There is a red envelope, which is very popular. Like somebody is throwing out a red envelope with some beams in it and people are competing and uh, uh, getting you know, some portion of that envelope. It's just a game, but it illustrates it illustrates how you can build applications on top of Beam. So this was in two thousand nineteen. In two thousand twenty, uh, we had two major goals. The first goal was to uh, solve one. There, there is one issue that I, I'm not sure how deep I, I should go here to save time because it's a very technical issue. But it's basically called linkability. The problem is that just like Bitcoin. Beam is UTXO based cryptocurrency. So it's not, it doesn't work like Ethereum, where you have accounts, it works like Bitcoin, where each transaction has inputs and outputs and the outputs become the inputs for the next transaction and so on. And this is what allows basically people from Chainalysis to track this, right? So in Beam, you don't have addresses on chain and you don't have amounts, but you can still track this propagation of the UTXOs. And what it means is that you cannot take the blockchain retrospectively, right, one year ago, and analyze it. But what you can do, you can try to monitor the network constantly and then send a lot of transactions to a specific individual and try to see if some of them statistically end up in a certain place that you know about. Let's say you have KYC or something. And this is called a targeted uh, linkability attack because it tries to prove some link between two individuals. So in order to completely break this possibility, in the beginning of this year, uh, we have started working on addition of a new protocol, it's called Lilantus Mimble Wimble, it's adapted from a Lilantus protocol which is used in Zcoin cryptocurrency, it's developed now for Zcoin cryptocurrency and we have added it already uh, to the blockchain in our last hard fork which was in June or July. July, it was activated and the idea is that you can now completely break this linkability between the two points, right? You just take the UTXO, you put it in the shielded pool and after some time you get out in UITXO, which is completely unleak. So this was the first goal, to completely close this privacy uh, thing. And also uh, one of the interesting features or quirks of Mimblewimble is that it's interactive. You need both wallets to sign the transaction, which is a little bit strange for the people who are used to Bitcoin. Like, what do you mean? Like I just need an address and I send the transaction. No, in Mimblewimble it works a little bit differently. You need both wallets to communicate, but using Lilantos we were able to also provide these kind of offline transactions that work exactly like Bitcoin. You just need an address and you can send your funds via the shielded pool. So this is already behind us and now we're releasing the desktop wallets 5.1, 5.2, the current versions will close this issue. Now, the more interesting thing that we're doing in this year is uh, the confidential DeFi. So the idea is that once we have closed all the privacy problems, and now we have very good privacy, and we're very content and happy about it, uh, what can we do next? And this is basically it was a very large discussion: what can we offer? And we have seen that even before the DeFi boom has started massively, right? We, we we had a lot of uh, experience with the Ethereum. Contracts and uh, you know attempts to create all these interesting applications on top of Ethereum, and all of these applications basically use the Ethereum infrastructure, which is as transparent as Bitcoin, if not more transparent in a way. And we always thought that it's not practical in you know for serious applications. I want to invest. I don't want anyone to know where I invest because I don't want them to front run me, right? I don't want them to know what I'm doing. So. We, we saw that all of the attempts to solve this issue on Ethereum is kind of a second layer, afterthought, or you know inside the contract you implement some encryption. But what we've decided to do is to go the other way, to start with our BIM, which is the basic privacy coin, and on top of it, build a layer of uh, smart contracts. And this is what we're doing right now. And what it will allow us to do uh, by the end of this year is to provide things like, for example, Confidential Stablecoin, uh, algorithmic stablecoin that works similar to MakerDAO Dai that you're probably familiar with, one of the more popular and more interesting, by the way, uh, Ethereum projects. I highly recommend anyone who is interested in Ethereum development to look at their contract because they've done an amazing job. Very, very effective and complicated system. So that's right. that's what we're aimed for.
0: All right. So as, as you mentioned, DeFi. I'm um, actually on a, on a on a Decrypt website. It's an article platform. And it says uh, the heading reads: "Privacy Coin Beam wants to reinvent decentralized finance." Uh, Beam is adding new features and upcoming hard fork that will lay foundations for privacy privacy-first DeFi applications. Um, yes, um, this was uh, placed in June, an article that was published in June. Yeah, so so can you please expand on that? What do you think the future of DeFi looks like? And what's the beam's role as a privacy first coin in that in that space
1: so okay so uh, in in the blockchain space and the cryptocurrencies we see a lot of uh very quick cycles of this like kind of extreme hype right and then it kind of fades but something remains and we saw it in 2017 with the icos and we saw it with the corporate and enterprise blockchains and we saw it now we see it now with DeFi. so in each such a cycle, there are several types of actors. There are the traders and the speculators who want to profit from all these, you know, money moving back and forth and make a quick, uh, quick profits. And we see these idealists and people with vision and people of, uh, you know, uh, some kind of ideology that stand behind this. And we also see uh, kind of more people that want to apply this technology to some part of their business. So there are a lot of different players there. And currently what we're doing, we're providing the infrastructure, which is mostly and uh, uh, aimed to this third category, right? So what we're doing, we're trying to make something practical that people can use in the real life. That's that's the idea. So DeFi today has four major types of applications. You have lending, right? You have stable coins, which is kind of similar a little bit to lending because you have collateral that you put to get these stable coins, and then you can trade them. Uh, we have exchanges, all kinds, decentralized exchanges. Uniswap is a very good example because it's an algorithmic, automatic market maker ba- based exchange, and things like that. Uh, yeah, and we have also um, all kinds of like uh, applications that, for example, uh, so l- lending is like Compound. So probably you're familiar with this protocol. The stable coin is like. Uh, uh, Maker DAO die, and uh, compound is uh, and the Uniswap is the is the exchange. So these are the the top types of the applications. So of course there is also all kinds of variations on them and uh, all kinds of the trading trading apps that complement them. And uh, each and each of these applications, if we put aside all these you know crazy pumps and dumps and spikes and you know sushi swaps and all this stuff, uh, they basically create this ecosystem which over time will stabilize and the best applications will remain and we already see that confidence that stable coins are, are going to be one of the major players in this market because they're very practical. they connect crypto to the real world in an effective way because after all in the daily lives most people still use fiat cryptocurrency fiat currencies not cryptocurrencies fiat currencies like US dollar or their local currency. And what stablecoins allow us to do is to bridge between these two worlds, the world of crypto, which is very unstable and uh, changing fast, and the world of people who need this money to pay for their groceries and, uh, uh, you know, conduct their business. So this is one one of the things that we already see is going to stay with us for longer than this, this boom and bust. And of course, the second thing is decentralized exchanges because ability to trade in a decentralized way, I think it's a major major thing because today exchanges, especially large exchanges, control a lot of the crypto world. Uh, whether it's you know, through KYC and regulation or whether it's through really allowing this uh, you know, leveraged place that, that, that they do that you can trade with X10, X100 leverage or something like that. They control a lot of that and I believe that there will be a lot of Um, demand for decentralized trading the more this industry develops that's going to remain with us so maybe the the other applications will change but these two things I think in long term is something that's going to be needed so what we are doing is basically creating these two types of applications using our privacy technology so instead of anyone being able what you trade nobody will be able to see what you trade unless you want to tell them of course but you will be able to do all that in a decentralized way. So this is the the first part of the answer, and the second part about the adoption. So obviously, Beam is a very small project, even though we've been around for two and a half years and we're doing a great job. We're small, and we do not expect everyone when we release this platform in a few months, you know, drop everything and say, okay, let's forget Solidity and forget everything. Let's go and create contracts on Beam because it's cool. Uh, it might happen. It will be great, but we don't, we're realistic here, right? So what we're doing uh, it will be very nice. Uh, what we're doing in addition to creating the technology, we are building bridges. Uh, we're building decentralized bridges to Ethereum and what this means is that you will be able to lock some funds on Ethereum in a contract and then you will get the same amount represented on Beam blockchain using the feature that we have launched in the last hard fork as well, which is called confidential assets. Confidential assets is basically just like, uh, you know, the Ethereum ERC20 tokens that you create, but unlike Ethereum, they do not require smart contracts. They are layer one residents of the system and they are confidential by default, just like Beam. In fact, they're exactly like Beam other than the, the generator point used in, in, in the formula uh, is different. So what it means, even today, you can go on our network, it's still not very easy because it's not in the desktop wallets, it's only available through command line wallets, but you can do it. You can create a new coin, which will be confidential, and you will be able to trade, it, even today, okay? So what we're doing, we'll be building on that, and once you have this breach, so for example, now you own, I don't know, 1,000 DAI on Ethereum, and you want to transfer it to somebody confidentially. So all you have to do is move it through the bridge to Beam and then transfer it. And on the other side, the person will be either be able to sell them on Beam or transfer them forward or use them in some of the Beam applications or just move them back to Ethereum and continue there. And this is very important expansion. And it's not going to work like REN or any other protocol which just holds your funds for you while giving you the wrapped asset on, on the chain. It's going to work in a decentralized way. So basically there will be contracts on both chains that synchronize and understand. It's very non-trivial stuff. We're working on that right now. So it's not not done yet. We're hoping to launch that by the end of this year or more realistically the beginning of the next year. But it's a lot of work there. But this decentralization means you don't have to trust anyone. You don't have to trust no third party to hold these uh, tokens for you. It's completely non-custodial. It's completely decentralized. And the same thing will be then done with, for example, uh, Polkadot chains, because it's the same idea, right? We we create a parachain which knows the state of the Beam chain and we can move assets between them. Of course, there are some oracles that are used that deliver this information, but the very nice thing about Beam is that these oracles are also trustless. So they just provide information, but the information can be verified by the contract completely. It's using this very interesting protocol that it's called. Um, so in, in Beam we call it uh, uh, chain work. It's basically this uh, uh, protocol that was crea- created by Benedict Buntz, the same the same guy who created the bulletproofs. Uh, very important and interesting cryptographer. And the, the idea is that you can verify large part of the blockchain uh, headers without downloading all of them. You just download some samples, it simplifies the process, makes it faster. It's, fascinating technology so this is how it's going to be trustless all the way so that's that's where we're going with the adoption and then when we're there uh, basically it means that you can do anything you want you can create a new asset on on beam and trade it you can swap it using kind of like similar to automated market making exchange you can trade it on the centralized exchange you can do an atomic swap you can move it to other chain it's basically going to uh, cover the entire realm of possibilities that you can do in DeFi.
0: Perfect. Uh, thank you for that. Um, uh, three-part question. and Agbwana, this is going to be one for you as well. Uh, Alex, this one is directly at you first. So, looking at the market in Africa as a sample market, what has been like the major challenges for, for, for Africans with, with Beam? and also how can African community work and how will it benefit Africa is seen as largely an unbanked uh, community we're all monolithic in one country <laughs> uh, but how does how does decentralization uh, privacy uh, play a role in Africa
1: yes so uh, just like in any other uh, country we, when we analyze the market, we, we look at three uh, three different verticals: the technology, the regulation, and the uh, education of the market in terms of like how familiar the market is crypto, with cryptocurrencies. And uh, obviously, uh, in Africa, there are first of all, Africa is huge, and I really don't know too much about it, and I'm just learning. But obviously, across different, you know countries, there are different challenges in each of these verticals. Right? Technology means that today, to run BIM, you need to have either a personal computer with some internet connectivity, preferably, you know, wideband internet connectivity, and you, or you need a mobile device which is either iOS or Android compatible. So it will not run on Nokia phones and it will probably be very, very slow on older PCs. So you need this technology basis. And this already, I think, is, is some, of the, some of the problem that you, you will not be able to expand uh, too far with that. Oh, definitely not as some you know, telephone or phone based uh, payment systems. Uh, regulation is very, very different around the world. Uh, very early, a lot of people don't know about like, what to do with it. And this is a very important part because if the regulation uh, in your country is lenient, towards cryptocurrencies, that means that you can experiment. You can start a business that receives crypto and then you can go to the tax authorities and says, listen, I received this crypto. Let's see what we're doing about that. On the other hand, if the regulation is very strict and they say no, no crypto like in Israel, for example, this is what happens often. Uh, people would sell Bitcoin and then put the money in some bank and then the Israeli bank will not receive it, even though it's completely legal and it's uh, you know, documented, they just say, I, we don't care, we, we don't take this money then we will have more problems. And the third aspect is, of course, the education, because today crypto is still, even though it's been 10 years, right? Even Bitcoin, uh, and I was surprised by the way, uh, when I joined this project, I was new to this entire industry, it was new to me. I didn't work in this industry before. And I, I thought, okay, so we have Bitcoin, it's been seven years old then, or whatever, 10 years old back then. and. Uh, Like, what? uh, how come you don't have so a lot of usable wallets? How come it's so difficult to use? And this is still a major problem, even with Ethereum, even when you have MetaMask and you have all these different websites that you go to, whether it's Uniswap or MakerDAO or whatever, it's still not very simple to use. Sometimes transactions fail, you don't understand why. Sometimes you can mistype your fee and pay a million dollars in fees. Like, lucky for me, I don't have million dollars to pay in fees in my Ethereum wallet.
0: Yeah, the, if I did, the man is listening. Are, are you saying that because the text man is listening?
1: <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I, I'm. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> so basically, basically, that's uh, uh, that's something that's important, right? And it's important for the adoption because when you come to a person and you tell them, listen, would you like to invest in this wonderful uh, coin tomorrow? it can be worth twice as much, but the day after that, it can be worth three times less or four times less or 10 times less. Uh, It's a very risky proposition. And if you say, listen- The
0: volatility issue.
1: The volatility, yeah. And the volatility doesn't really affect just the gamblers. It also affects people who depend on this for conducting a normal business. For example, I'm buying a t-shirt for, I don't know, some cryptocurrency. And by the time the transaction goes through on the network with the high fees and everything, so on Ethereum, I'm not sure, like if it's a contract, uh, if the store is implemented in a contract, I will pay $40 in fees before I get the T-shirt, which is worth like $2, maybe. It's, it's a problem, right? Um, and uh, by the time the, the T-shirt arrives to me, the, the currency may be worth like three times less or three times more. It, it's a major issue. So in what I'm saying about Africa is that we are working on understanding the markets that we're operating and... Uh, uh, Agbona and all the people in our Africa community provide the feedback and we encourage that a lot and we listen uh, to the people in the community because it's important for us we we don't understand what's going on uh, all over the world we're very like we, we, we know about technology we know how to build cool stuff it works great it's very it's very nice but when it comes to you know understanding how people without a bank account operate we are not there and this is why we develop these local communities with help of people like Agbona to get this information, to get this feedback. And uh, the more feedback we get, the better, because then we can direct our development efforts. And it, it even concerns very simple things. Like for example, during one of the AMA sessions uh, with Africa community, somebody said, listen, could you please make this field where I just, input the amount of dola- in dollars that I want to send, and it will automatically convert it to Beam because we already have this feed in the wallet. And we're like, yeah, it's a good idea. And he said, yeah, because right now I'm sitting with a calculator and I'm just like looking how much Beam is worth and I want to send $100 to somebody. And then I take a look and I calculate how much is worth. And like it, it sounds so trivial, but for us, it's like, oh, somebody actually wants to send dollars. Like, why, why would you do that? Yeah, because we're not there. We're not in this. We're not really using this in the real world. We're developing it, and we're using it in the crypto world. But uh, that—that's exactly the problem. So uh, I believe there is a lot to be done in Africa, and we're definitely going to invest a lot of effort there and try to develop solutions uh, for this market. But we will need help from anyone who is listening. If you're listening, please come to our community and help us to design solutions that are best for you. Just tell us what you need and we'll try to uh, make this happen because uh, otherwise we will just continue developing technology into the void.
0: Well, that's amazing, that's amazing. I, I, like, I like that approach. Uh, when, when too often companies come to Africa to extract, uh, but it seems like Beam is generally trying to find a solution that, uh, in context of the African problem and what their problem is based on the technology. Um, Abwana, I'd like to direct this question to you, sir. Uh, how can contemporary infrastructure make the shift to using Beam uh, with ease? Like, as the African lead for Beam, uh, what have you found has been the biggest problem in 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 in, in, in getting people to 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 adopt me Beam, uh, etc.
2: Yeah. Alright, the first challenge that I, I have uh, encountered is education. People don't really know much about cryptocurrencies. We all here and we all have this conversation because we're actually interested in crypto, we know it's you know, so about cryptocurrency, we've been involved in this space for some time, but the average one on the street doesn't really know cryptocurrency. You tell them Bitcoin, the first thing I they say, response is funds is or scam or something like that. That's one of the major problems we face. And uh, in terms of uh, infrastructure, in terms of like, um, that's that barrier of entry, uh, I had a conversation earlier today with Alex and uh, Roslyn Wanderer. And uh, one of the major things is that people in the BIMAFRA community would love to see. Like, Alex was given uh, a scenario of where you had a conversation with the African community, and someone said that we like to have the dollar equivalent. Like this, have uh, being represented in dollar equivalents, right? And this is one thing that actually actually working, which is to have a like, stable coin back to the right. So, have that um, stable coin is actually expired uh, by default and you can actually use for transactions, right? So, that's one of the major use cases I presented with that. Okay, so one uh, of the major use cases I want to see. Being implemented in BAM is the fact that we can have stable coins like based on the privacy that's like, inherent in So that's one of the major things I like to see. But this of the community, great com- the community in Africa, one of the challenges we face is actually um education. So we find that we do a lot of Africa-centric content around being Africa. So we have like uh recently we did um we did like a crypto class based off of generally crypto stuff, not being related, not being centric per se, just like general stuff, like the basic. Things that someone wants to know about cryptocurrency, like what is cryptocurrency, what are the types of cryptocurrency that exist. We actually had to do this, and we got a little bit of traction. I A of people who joined the community because we did a bit of um, um, PR for it. So we did like a lot of promotion, and people came that didn't know anything about cryptocurrency. So we used that to actually educate people about cryptocurrency, and they came to the community. So when they came, they started seeing things like we have a bot on the channel which. Once you join our Telegram channel, you automatically have a wallet. although well, this custodial, but you have a wallet. And with that, you can show things like red envelope. I think um, Alex mentioned that a little bit. So the red envelope, let's say for example, I can put in like two B and create the community, and then whoever creates it first or whatever gets a bit of that two B. So I like little things like that, to engage the community, and then while they still spend some time in our various communities. You get to learn more about um, the, the project and then try to find out ways they can do stuff around the project. So, for now, we're still at the early stages, I'll be honest with you. Uh, we're still trying to see how we can educate the community more and then get more people to join the community because the more enlightened people we have in Beam Africa, the more the higher the possibility of people creating cool stuff for Beam, like creating stuff that will actually solve real life problems of Africans. So, uh, we had a conversation, like I said earlier today, and uh, we are looking at ways we can actually improve what we're doing in Africa. We want to do more for Africa, and then that's why I'm trying to start this conversation with you guys. So, if there's any ideas you have, if there's any questions you have, you have that you can actually make us think deeper and make profound solutions. we open to a lot of collaborations.
0: So, um, yeah. Perfect, perfect. Thank you, brother. Um, one thing I'll commend you guys on is like your commitment to development as well. An uh, amazing thing I noticed is Beam has a steady has been growing steadily, and with this development, um, uh, Alex, how has the team develop, development remained committed, and how can more Dev people join the, join your project or join Beam? Uh, what what do you, what would be your advice for them?
1: Yeah, so uh, this team, um, as I mentioned, there mo- most of them are some the people that I have previously worked with, and. Um, uh, some of them are my friends. So it's people that uh, they're committed because, first of all, I think that, you know, when you when you start uh, learning about Beam, about what we do, about how we work, it's very easy to, you know, to kind of fall in love with this project. It's very interesting technologically. It has real world, you know adoption and community, people are mining it, people are trading it. And I remember when we launched, it was amazing to us to see like suddenly so much interest. Uh, Some exchanges listed us even before we have created the APIs. I don't know how they did it. Some wrapped their wallet somehow. So it's very uh, rewarding process to develop this because you see the impact and uh, you see the feedback from the people immediately. And it's very important to us. So this is one of the reasons. And today it's much easier to participate in Beam than it was in the beginning, because in the beginning it was very, very hardcore. Today we have a lot of different options. First of all, we have a lot of products. We have the core technology and we also have the desktop wallets and mobile wallets and web wallet. And we have the Blockchain Explorer. And we also have, we are now developing web applications inside the wallet and the DeFi applications. And soon we will publish the details, how to develop smart contracts. But even before that, if you really want to contribute, you can basically do it in almost any language. We have components in C++, JavaScript, Go, Python, like a lot of things. And of course, if you want to build something for yourself, you can just take our APIs, which are well-documented. And if they're not documented enough for you, you can always come to our community. We have a dedicated community for developers, which is separate from the main community. So if you want to ask really, you know, hardcore questions, you just go to this community and all of our developers are there to answer in any technology. So you can do that. And if you want to get started somewhere in our GitHub, which is of course, completely everything we do is open source, right? So just to be sure about that. We mark uh, all the issues that we want help with. We mark them with the help wanted label. So we just help click on the help wanted label and we see all the issues that are uh, currently offered, you know, we ask help on them and all of them have bounties. So you can even receive beams in reward uh, for, for, for you know, solving these issues that we have. And um, if anyone wants to participate in any part of that, they can just come either to our community directly or to me directly and say, hi, I'm a developer, I want to contribute. Uh, I want to build something with Beam, I want to build a service, I want to build an application. In any technology, I think we will be able to help.
0: All right, thank you, that's great. Um, I think this has been one of the greater interviews. I I love this this session, I learned so much about Beam and your guys' contribution. So yeah, that's it for our show. Uh, We hope Beam, uh, the Beam team have, have answered a lot of questions as well as educate a lot of you. For more information, please visit their website, uh, beam.mw, beam.mw, or visit their Twitter page and just spam them with questions. (laughs) Uh, Beam Privacy, Uh, one word, Beam Privacy. Uh, Follow us as well on uh, Blockchain Toolcard on Twitter, and Digital Assets Africa on Twitter, Digital Assets Afri. And digital assets Africa on Telegram. Uh, any, any, any closing remarks, uh, Alex? Uh, uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, closing remarks for, for, for our listeners at home.
1: Of course. So uh, thank you very much for having us here. Uh, it's been great. Um, uh, I think the best the best um, I don't know advice I can give is that. So where, where, wherever you are, like whether you're a trader or whether you are, you know, technology uh, expert or enthusiast, or if you're like into policy, I think there is a lot of stuff, interesting stuff going on on Beam at all times. And I think it's worth, uh, you know, reading about this project and joining our community. We are really serious about providing real-world solutions. And of course, if you have any ideas or any problems that you want to solve and you know, something that you think that confidential cryptocurrency can help you with. We're really open for any suggestions and we would welcome your input. And thanks. It's been great being here.
0: Awesome. But well, yeah, thank you, Abona. Thank you, Alex. Uh, uh, this has been great, informative, and we look forward to having you here again to see the developments we've made in future. And yeah, you take care and all the best with everything you've been Thank you. All right, thank you, you very much. Thank you very much. My love. Right. Take care, guys. Until next time, this has been yet another hot-hitting episode of Blockchain Talk Hard uh, with Blockchain Talk Hard and Data Asia Africa. Uh, take care, everybody, and goodbye.
2: Thank you very much. Uh,